you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. gentlemen we are back in studio it is episode six of season two of the daily intermission podcast i'm extremely excited to introduce co-host of the show nathan brown how are we doing everybody thanks for having me thanks for having me on the show here little applause from the back audience <laughs> from the live Get, audience getting a little fired up with the soundboard we have now um <laughs> we actually just put on the headphones and there was just the most generic riff ever playing and we were like what is this yeah, where's that coming from but uh, no, there's some preset uh Preset, I guess, sound bites that you can press on the soundboard and, and it'll add it into the audio. So we'll be playing around with that in coming episodes. Nate, Nova Scotia gets absolutely hammered with our first nor'easter of the, of the winter. And, and I think 45 centimeters is what we got. So we've been dealing with that for the last few days. Uh, power outages. I, I lost my power. I know Nate didn't, um, you know, fortunately. Pretty but, too uh, good. Shareholder. So That's right. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, yeah. I know. Just your personal power grid. Uh, that you pay for um but yes uh, that's exactly right no i mean I, it's just it's funny in today's society you know we're so developed technology uh, techno technologically there we have it there it is um but uh, pre-stroke <laughs> yeah um but uh, the pronunciation is, is a little uh, little, little lagging this morning but uh, but no so you know we're so technologically advanced that uh, when power goes out and say your phone dies i mean you know it's almost like you're like lost but you know, it's just, it's crazy to think how far we've come in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, you know, you'd light a few candles, play board games yeah. back in the day with your family. But nowadays, it's like it's a scramble to get your phone charged. You're using all your data. Yeah. It is insane. Well, as soon as <clears throat> as soon as the power goes out, it goes completely black. You're like, oh, no. You start thinking, you're like, what's my phone at? It's always 37%. Yep. As soon as the power goes out. Yep. You're completely screwed. Yeah, it's crazy. You almost don't even want to talk to anybody when the power's out because you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Like, I don't know. It's, man... It is tough, and you're so reliant on your phone. It's crazy. Well, especially being, you know, two content creators like ourselves. I mean, we're trying to monitor everything that's going on on our social platforms. I mean, we're constantly monitoring the numbers we're putting up. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, not having your phone during a power outage is, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, lost, I'm a lost puppy. Yeah. Um, but uh, The worst is just not having, like, TV. Oh, you know, sure. You can't have anything on in the background or you know, whatever. Like, light switches don't work. Yeah. It's... It's just, it's a modern day. It's, it's, the issue is, it's gotten worse as, as we, yeah. as we kind of go into the future. It does. Um, but, uh, but no shout out to the power crews and the, you know, the people fixing lines. Um, but I did want to talk about Nate is, is the people who, who are cleaning up the roads and, you mm -hmm. know, getting everything uh, organized uh, with snow removal. And, and firstly, I wanted to know, how do you get into the trade of snow removal and how would you train and how would you, you know, get, Get ready to rock. So say it's your, you know, it's your first year as a snow removal guy, and uh, you know you're waiting. I mean, we haven't had really much snow, and then all of a sudden you get a 45 centimeter dumping, and you're driving around the highways clearing snow. I mean, some of these guys are just plugs out there. I think a lot of them <clears throat> work for the Department of Highways, and then it just kind of seasonally goes hand in hand. Okay, and they go there. But yeah, for training, 
It's a hell of a question. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, I, I assume they'd take just about anybody. It's like, For I got sure. the truck, I got the scoop, get me out there. And think about the territory you've got to cover. <clears throat> I mean, you got a lot. Oh. Of, there's got to be rookies on the team. There is, there is, yeah. Um, I remember some guys were talking about that. Um, a few people I know that truck. And okay. they were saying um, some of the routes are ridiculous. Like, some people won't take some routes because they're just like, there's, there's too much to it. Yeah. And you're expected to have it done at this per- certain point. And, like, it's just. Sometimes there's a lot to it, so they don't even bother with it. It's hard. And yeah, that's what happens when you get like far away out there. Like it's no like obviously sometimes you know how like you have an area like way far out. It's like man, they never get plowed. It's like well, we gotta you know I mean you gotta get all the good stuff done first. And, well, and there's nothing worse. <clears throat> you know you're fresh after you know you're fresh off a shovel. You're fresh off a snowblow. Driveway's looking money, and then all of a sudden oh. the plow comes flying by, and you got another six feet of snow. Buries you. It's like thanks, boys. Yeah. Can't even get out. No, <laughs> well, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. But um, but no, I guess you know we'll thank everyone for for the you know for clearing things up and getting everything rock and roll. But I, I was thinking about that, you know, how people train and how people get into the snow clearing business because I was driving on the highway in the middle of the uh, the storm. I mean. Not a very wise very decision. safe play. Um, but uh, but there was a guy, a snowplow driver, that I was kind of, he was driving the opposite way on the highway, and he's like, his plow wasn't even on the ground, and he was like scraping the sides. I was like, man, this guy is a rookie. <laughs> yeah. Step one, get in the truck. Step two, make sure the plow is touching the road. Drop the plow <laughs> and just rock and roll. Man. There's one thing I wanted to talk to you too about, and it's just a kind of a general question. So I was shaving the other night my face. Yep. Uh, obviously not the mustache, as we all know. That thing ain't going nowhere. Yep. Um, I was wondering what your uh, what do you use for razors? You're a big electric guy. Do you use the blade, like yeah, disposables? I've got a few. I've got like a beard trimmer, and then uh, yeah, like I, I'm a Gillette guy. I just okay. you know I, I've got the replaceable blades. Um, uh, I don't you know shave clean as often as once because I'll tell you why. Because uh, for a long, long time for. I would say a couple of years of my employment experience, it was mandatory that you came in cleave shaving and right. it's, it's That's just, such a it's a process. Thing. Yeah. It's a process to, to get up and, and I don't grow in like a full beard. So I wasn't able to, to grow in facial hair during the, my positions at the Fairmont hotel. So yeah, I had to shave every morning and, and uh, you know, I'm just not that I'm lazy. It's just the fact that I just, you know, I would rather, you know, ride it out a few days before yeah. I clean things up. But yeah, like I'm a Gillette guy. I mean, yeah. Okay, I was just checking because like I always use disposable used to, guy. I use the disposables. Okay, well, I mean they're like nine bucks. You get like five razors. You go with the grain or against the grain? Uh, you mean like this? Yeah, I go. I shave down. Yeah, with the grain. Yeah, okay. okay. I always find the lunatic move when people go against oh. the grain. Yeah, man, it yep. just it just seems like it's just razor bump city. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, Nate, a few things I want to touch on before we get into the big four sports. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto FC signed Lorenzo Insignia. Insignia. Uh, yeah, Insignia. Insigne, and apparently he's an absolute stick. That's what we're hearing. I mean, we don't follow. I never soccer. even heard of him. Neither have I. And I mean, we. He got signed mi- eleven mil a year in, in the, the MLS. In, really? Yeah. So apparently he's an absolute stick. People were comparing the signing to things of the David Beckham, Wayne Rooney, um, you know, esque signing. So apparently he's an unbelievable player. Um, so we're excited for the Toronto FC. I mean, not that we are overly huge soccer fans over here at the Daily Intermission, but it definitely made headlines in Canada. Um, and and the Toronto FC is extremely excited about this guy coming over. Um, another, just you know, some super sad news to touch on. Um, before we get into the episode, um, you know, a young kid, 16 years old, playing high school hockey uh, by the name of Teddy Belkind, uh lost his life playing hockey. And, and man, our, you know, our thoughts are with his family and his friends. And just it's just such a tragic event uh, that has, has transpired. And, and um, you know, obviously, you know, 
We are extremely saddened to hear that news, and, and we hope that uh, that everyone is is, is dealing with it, um, you know, as, as best as they possibly can. Yeah, condolences to the family for sure. That that would be so tough, man. And and it's kind of crazy. Kind of puts into perspective just how like dangerous some sports are, especially yes, hockey. Like there's so sure. many moving parts. Yep. And I mean, you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. You don't see more skate injuries. Like you don't see a whole lot of exactly. these things. There's body checking with skates on <laughs> for sure. There's a lot. Eh. It's crazy. It's 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 funny, you know. You'd think that uh, there might be some innovation coming in the future uh, to change the way uh, how exposed the blade is. Yeah, or uh, or even you think they would have something that's not really like a a sharp skate blade anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel like you could. Ah, maybe that one's tough. But I don't know. I, I don't know. There's I'm sure got to be something. looking into it for sure. Yeah, or just like a full Kevlar suit underneath, like what Eric Carlson started doing. He started wearing those like Kevlar sleeves. Yeah. I think it was Achilles tendon slit. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's almost like it's almost. I know it's not as comfortable, but it's like maybe you know the yeah. Kevlar neck guard neck pieces on your Under Armour. Maybe that's the way of the future. I mean, well. you see a lot of the Czech Republic players. I mean, obviously Thomas Plakanic comes to mind, but even <laughs> in the World Junior teams, uh, a lot of them have like the kind of the turtleneck look. Um, you know, well, it's just one of those things where it's like it may not look the best or it may not be like as, as popular or cool or whatever it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, OK, you know, what I mean, it comes to go with, with a visor. You know, what I mean, it's like I'm not going to wear a visor. It's it's dust. It's like, well, I mean, you look at Mark Stahl. He gets one puck in the eye. And yeah. Now he's wearing a visor. He's like, I can't believe I didn't wear it. For sure. Like, man, it only takes one stick in the eye and that's it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is for sure. Um, you know, obviously a freak accident and, and yeah, like Dean yeah. said, our thoughts, prayers, condolences go out to the family and friends and, and just community. Um, yeah, I forget where it was. Do you know where it was? Where it was? I'm not exactly sure. No, I forget where it was. I, I think it's in Canada, but not, uh, not certain, but, uh, we're going to move into the NFL. The NFL is, uh, is coming down to its last week. It's the, it's the first week 18, uh, pre playoff week we've had, uh, in the history of the NFL, um, like we said last episode, only one real game that has uh, implications on the playoffs. Uh, we get the Chargers versus the Raiders Sunday night, but uh, but there are some other games that uh, you know that could play in play out. But before we get into to Week 18 and and kind of our season award winners, Antonio Brown came out this week. He mm-hmm. was joined uh, on the uh, Full Send podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Full Send podcast, it's uh, Kyle from the Nalk Boys, Salim from the Nalk Boys, Bob Menery. Uh, big social media star as well. Yeah, Bob uh, Menery from Bob Menery LLC. Yeah, from yeah, from, from the Bob Menery uh, program. Program and and you know hats off to him. He's built uh, quite an army and yep. and uh, you know is a very big uh, celebrity esque um, you know personality in with a lot of the big um, big sports stars around uh, various leagues. Um, so Antonio Brown uh, obviously knows Bob Menery and, and their friends and and he came onto the Full Send podcast. A huge exposure for the. Full Send Podcast, yeah. if I must say. I mean, they're rolling out getting headlines from Sports Illustrated. I mean, mm-hmm. The Score, ESPN, you name it. Um, but Antonio Brown speaks, and man, I, I really don't know what to think about this character. I mean, he's just, he like he says on it, he's an alpha male, and, and uh, <laughs> I don't really know how that whole saga is going to go down with uh, Bruce Arians and the organization, the management organi- uh, organization uh, at uh, with the Buccaneers and, and Antonio Brown. But uh, but he came out, he said a lot of weird things, and uh, he said he's going to be you know, back playing football, but Nate, what were some of your takeaways from uh, from that interview? Well, first off, he rolled in looking like a Power Ranger. Yeah, that's those facts. sunglasses were outrageous. That's I don't know facts. if those are completely reflective. Um, I thought it was crazy too how I didn't see the entire interview, but they were twisting around a lot of the words like the media was doing. Like they yep. ended up saying like you know they pretty much tried to quote Antonio Brown as saying Tom Brady ain't shit. And yeah. it's like, well, that was just simply not said. And we've been educated on that, how, you know, yeah. on different interviews and, you know, if you're not careful with, with how you, you know, word some of your sentences and some of your phrases that some things can get 
you know, <laughs> taken out of context yeah. and, and made headlines of, and which, I mean, there are tons of media outlets would do that. Oh, like my you God. Said. Think of, like, the Daily Mail. Yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah. They're ones that get, have gotten yeah. shut down so much for, I think they've just been straight up sued for making stuff up. Yeah, the clickbait uh, yeah. is just ridiculous, <clears throat> um, you know, and the, the tactics used by some media platforms. But, yeah, Antonio Brown came on, um, you know, he, he just, he... He said that, you know, he's, you know, one of the best players in the Buccaneers. And, and he, the only reason Tom Brady's friends with him is he's because he's, he's a good football player. And, you know, obviously the injuries, he was too injured to go play. And they, he got fired on the sideline. And, you know, if, if, you, if you want to go check it out, go check it out. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on uh, all the streaming platforms. But, uh, but yeah, Antonio Brown, the saga continues uh, with him. And I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. But I think mm. the Buccaneers will be able to put that in the rear view and, yeah. uh, and get, uh, get ready for their playoff run. Yeah, I think Tom will be able to settle the boys down and they'll be all right. Yeah, no, absolutely. If there's anything uh, we don't want to put past Tom Brady, it's getting dialed in at this time of year. Almost might fire him up more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Give him that extra uh, extra juice. Yep. Um, so Nate, you know, before we get into kind of our playoff predictions, our Super Bowl winners, we're going to talk about the award winners. Yep. Uh, it's been a long regular season. Uh, most of the cases have been made for the MVP, for the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. So we're going to go through all the awards, uh, the major awards uh, through the NFL, and we'll talk about uh, you know who we think is going to win the award. And and uh, you know a lot of them, I you know a lot of them seem to be up for debate. Uh, there are a few that seem to be set in stone from the from the betting side of things. Um, but uh, Nate, we'll start things off with the offensive rookie of the year, and uh, I know we differ on this. Yes, we do. Offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Jamar Chase. Yeah, and it's hard to argue. I think he's had 13 touchdowns on the year. He's been an absolute monster uh, rookie I, season. I feel like though, it feels like as little as like four weeks ago, it was like undoubtedly Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I think Jamar Chase. You know, I haven't studied his game log close enough but i know there was like a three four week stretch where he wasn't performing it was kind of a t right. higgins uh type of show for the cincinnati Bengals. but i mean obviously he's had such a tremendous season um and so yeah jamar chase is a great pick and, and i could you know most definitely see him winning my pick though is mac jones and mm-hmm. there are a few different things and, and it's all you kind of go back to the mvp argument you know why is the mvp always a quarterback well it's the most difficult position to play yeah there's so many things there's so many moving parts you've got to study the playbook and for a rookie to go into bill belichick and josh mcdaniel offense perform the way he's performed you know against the Buccaneers you know I look back and you know 19 consecutive passes completed uh, he's been so efficient with the football in terms of completion percentage uh, you know he's just looked really good and he's taken a fan base a team that's just had such a tremendous run and has flipped them from you know a, a you know out of the playoff you know a playoff perennial playoff contender who with Cam Newton missed the playoffs now they're back in the playoffs I mean I think he's just done such a great job and I think that Mac Jones I think he will receive a lot of votes for that offense yeah I was gonna here. say I think it's gonna be pretty close yeah but the odds are saying what is it minus 250 for Jamar and then plus 250 for Mac yeah okay I think so yeah so it's, so it's not it, it's not un like clear cut no for sure it's and, pretty close and we also have this week 18. You know what happens if the Bills lose and uh, the Patriots win? They yeah. win the AFC East. And Jamar hasn't. Jamar Chase has an absolute dumpster fire week. Yeah. Well, I don't like, think Joe Burrow's playing this week. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Need. Um, so we'll move into the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I think this one's pretty clear cut. I, I think this one is actually unanimous. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anyone really pushing Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what a tremendous year he's had, man. He has been super. Outstanding. I mean, just uh, the sacks and and uh, he flies around the field. What a tremendous draft pick he was. I think eleventh overall for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think he's going to lock that up, Nate. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it'd be tough. I'm not going to put any money on it just due to the straight odds here. It's minus ten thousand. Okay, well that's. But, I mean, so there's no use of it. But I mean, it's undoubted he's going to win it. So yeah. 
I mean, that one's pretty set in stone. Definitely. So this is next. We move into the offensive player of the year, and I think we differ on this one as well. I think the two candidates that we're bringing to the table are obviously uh, still in the MVP talks as well. But uh, but man, it's uh, it's been a tremendous season. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guy by the name of Jonathan Taylor, running back of the for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean. What a tremendous year he's had. Uh, I think they were like 7-0 and when he had ran for over 100 yards. I mean, he single-handedly won them a few games this season. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, what a what a breakout year for that guy. Um, you know, Heisman finalist when he was at Wisconsin. But I really I really do think that uh, he had a tremendous year, and, and, and his name will definitely be in the mix for the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm taking Cooper Cup. I mean, I believe, what is he? As of recording right now, this could obviously change by tomorrow, but he's, what, 80 yards off the all-time yeah. record? Yep. So, I mean, if he gets that all-time record, I feel like he's going to, even with the extra game, I feel like he's going to win it. But, yeah, they're literally in the betting odds. They're dead even. Both okay. minus one ten. Okay, so it's it's a it's a two horse jaunt for sure coming into the gate. No, that's ops, that's uh, absolutely electric, and yeah, I mean, like you said, Nate Cooper Cup. I think he's like thirteen receptions off the uh, the single season record as well, uh, like 80, 89 yards. So I think Matthew yeah. Stafford would be hooking up with him. I like the Rams this week to uh, to beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. but but yeah, Cooper Cup. What a tremendous year he's had, and and uh, has certainly broken out to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, Nate, Defensive Player of the Year. I think we're pretty unanimous on this. He's got 21 and a half sacks. He's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. T.J. Watt. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the play. Minus fifteen hundred. I don't, I wouldn't hate sprinkling the Micah Parsons though. Yeah, for like sure. To see him get the double up for oh. the defensive rookie and defensive player of the year. That'd sure. be badass. I know Miles Garrett's had a had a pretty strong season as well for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns. So yeah, he's at uh, plus five thousand. Miles okay. Garrett. Okay, Not so terrible. So you got Trayvon like, Diggs at plus four thousand. Aaron yep. Donald plus sixteen. Okay. And Micah at plus nine fifty. Okay. So it's yeah. pretty unanimously going to be TJ Watt. Trayvon Diggs had a great year as well, cornerback yep. for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, eleven interceptions. So, I mean, yeah, I think we're both going to go TJ Watt. I think it's, I think it's going to be unanimous. I mean, he's such a monster off the edge there for the yep. Steelers, and, and really drives that offense or that defense for them. All right, Nate. Now we're going to move into Coach of the Year. Yeah, give me Zachy Taylor. Zach Taylor, yeah, for the, Bengals, for the Bengals, for sure. Bengals. Yeah, winning the AFC North in the competitive division. Um, you know, he's done a great job getting Joe Burrow, you know, up to speed in that offense uh, in his second year. And, and uh, you know, obviously with Jordan Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and even Joe Mixon's had a great year as well. So that, that offense has been great. Um, I'm, not, I'm not opposed either to Matt LaFleur for uh, Yeah, for Green Bay, for sure. Yeah. He'll be in the mix for sure. Guy? Yeah. Guy LaFleur? Guy LaFleur's brother, Matt. <laughs> yeah, he's down there in Green Bay absolutely coaching up a storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they've had a lot of starters out. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I mean you still have Aaron Rodgers, which yeah. is a nice help. But yeah, yeah. back to Yari, they're they're uh, you know they're perennial um, pro bowl offensive linemen, and I think their offensive line has dealt with a ton of injuries. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Nate. I, I feel like it's tough. I feel like this one's a tough one too. I feel like it's close between those two. So we'll see what happens. But who are you on? You're on Belichick. Right? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going with yeah. the bias pick, Bill Belichick. Just been tremendously impressed by plus four thousand. Okay, and I think that's way too generous. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I love what he's done. I mean, you know, he's kind of revamped his defense in the offseason. I mean, they spent a ton of money on players. We've been over it, uh, but he's done a great job with Mac Jones as well. And I, I just really think that Bill Belichick has, has kind of showcased, you know, what he can do, uh, not only with a rookie quarterback, but with just a lot of new players into his system. And and you know, it's 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 by committee in New England, and he's just he's such a tremendous coach. And I think that he'll get some votes. Uh, another guy not to sleep on is uh, Mike Vrabel from Tennessee. I mean, they're going to be the Number one seed in the AFC, they yeah. lost Derrick Henry for about half the year. Um, you know who is the you know the focal point of that offense. So yeah, I think that uh, that Mike Vrabel will get some votes as well for for Coach of the Year. I like that. All right, Nate. Super Bowl, Super Bowl predictions, daily intermission, Super Bowl predictions. I'm going. I'm going with the teams that I've picked all year. Uh, I'm not overly overly confident. 
uh, on my NFC pick, but I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams to uh, to win. I just think their defense is, hasn't uh, really come into form yet. I think that they can get really deadly come uh, come playoff time. And obviously, we know a strong defense come playoff time can bring you a long way. And uh, Matty Stafford, I think he's got the weapons to to have a good uh, good um, good playoffs. And uh, and I like uh, I like the Buffalo Bills, Nate. Really like the Buffalo Bills. Well, I mean, we've talked about it on the TikTok lives a medley of times, but yes. yeah, we're this is our this is the DI yep. standardized final. We're going Bills Rams, yep. and I'm I'm really hoping for the Bills for sure. I want to see the Bills win. I want to see absolute warfare in Buffalo. Yeah, I think so too. I think it would be electric. Um, I want to see a- every single table in that city busted. I want to see everyone drunk. I want to see all the videos that'll come from this. It'll be the most hilarious content you could ever imagine. And I'm going directly to Buffalo the second they win. Yeah, I think you're gonna. Ha- we're gonna have to fly in. We have to fly into Buffalo. Yeah, if they got to be there for sure. Um, maybe go into Toronto, fly into Toronto, and then uh, go down for a day or two. Yeah, and uh, and, and and head back up. But uh, no, that's it's gonna be super exciting. The NFL playoffs are awesome. Uh, so we're about a week away from uh, from you know the uh, the six games of the first round. So we cannot wait for that, Nate. We're gonna move into the NBA. And, uh, you know, obviously right now, the NHL and NBA, we're just kind of cruising through, um, you know, heavy COVID. Yeah. Um, and uh, It's bad, you know, It is, man. Just kind of bad. just uh, generic regular season talk. But uh, but there are some big events that have happened. I mean, Julius Randle, firstly, um, you know, for, we'll kind of talk about the New York sports market right now. And the New York sports market is obviously a very challenging market to play in. Um, the fans are ruthless. Uh, you know, success is demanded. I mean, the fan bases are huge. You've got eight professional teams in New York. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the Knicks, I mean, after last year being a playoff team, I think they were the fourth or fifth seed last year in the Eastern Conference. They've just been a dumpster fire this year. Uh, their star, Julius Randle, um, you know, after a 25-point comeback, the fans at the Garden are going electric, and he gives them the thunder, thumbs down. And if the thumbs down gesture uh, doesn't mean much to you, if you if you uh, forgotten what happened uh, during the MLB season, the uh, the New York Mets players. I think it was Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez yeah. gave the thumbs down because uh, the Mets fans were giving them a hard time, and obviously their owner was on Twitter giving them a hard time. But uh, but the thumbs down, you know, gets uh, gets fans in New York irritated. Was definitely making headlines. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and as you said, like the amount of teams there, and everyone's so hard in the paint. And I just I just always think back to Sean Avery. Yep. And just him screaming at his phone all okay. the time. Yeah, yeah. Just like a classic. That, that that just sniffs like classic New York fan. And, you know, they have so much. They want to win so bad. And it's just like, I don't know. For some reason, it seems like most of the New York teams, it just like takes them a little bit to win. Like when's the last? I'm trying to think of the last New York team that's won something. It would be the Yankees. It would be the Yankees in 2009. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like that's a long haul for like a prominent market, sports market of like, who, who do you think if there's going to be a team to win a championship out of the New York sports teams? Who do you think it's going to be? The closest. Well, I'm thinking Giants aren't that close. No, Jets are far away. Jets as well. are far away. Um, the Knicks aren't close. Yeah, the Knicks aren't close. I mean, the Nets are close. They're, they're definitely yeah. They're yeah. they're probably the closest. Yeah, um, the Rangers are, are getting the, there. Yeah, the Rangers are getting there. I think Rangers and Nets would be your best bet if you're the Islanders. Get, their window is, is obviously passed. Yeah, that's they had a shot, but like it wasn't like a real shot. Yeah, Yankees, Mets. I think the Yankees probably as well. Well, the Yankees could pile on and yeah. you know I mean come in, but I'd say the Nets okay. would be the best the best chance. Yeah, I think so. I'll go get uh, Nets and, and, and Yankees. Um, well, if they could get those those guys just to merge together and just like play as a squad. Yeah, like. I mean, sure. you got Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving, dude. Like, yeah, it's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you brought them up, Nate, because I mean, the, the the you know the highlighted game of the week this week was the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, at home to the Brooklyn Nets, and and they absolutely got pounded. Actually, no, it was Milwaukee in in uh, in Brooklyn, and, and they got pounded by the Bucks. 
Um, and it's just unfortunate right now, uh, just due to the, the, the rules and the protocols in New York, um, that Kyrie Irving can't play. Um, he made his return, obviously, but they need him. I mean, they need Kyrie Irving. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, as much as, as you know, we, we kind of question his, his off-court antics at times and, you know, the personality that he is, uh, he's an incredible basketball player, and the Nets need him. And, and uh, it's going to be interesting moving forward to see if those uh, those rules are changed in New York. And, I mean, you know, we, we touched on it last episode. You know, what an odd situation it is just to be able to play on the road. It's so brutal. I, I try to think of, like, if you would have told me this in, like, 2016, being like, so get this, Kyrie Irving can't play because he didn't get vaccinated for this random this random thing that's going to take over the planet. I'd be like, what? Like, what yeah. do you mean he can't play at home? What is, what, what is the difference? I know. What's the difference between him playing at home and playing on the road? I know. Well, like, it's, it's just the policymakers and, and the difference. I know, but know. it's just so weird because it's like, okay, he lives in New York. Yeah. And now we're just going to let him roll across border. He's going to go wherever he wants, and now you can play. Or, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about it last episode. I mean, yeah. You look at Toronto, an hour and a half away from, from Buffalo. Yep. I mean, you know, you got packed buildings, and then you got no fans. So it's it's just it's just it's, it's so strange. Mixed. It's uh, yeah, it's so inconsistent across uh, North America with the policymakers and everything going on. Uh, Nate, just a side note: I'm not sure if you followed the Novak Djokovic uh, situation going on in Australia uh, right now. He's an unvac- unvaccinated individual. He's, he's a fairly outspoken anti-vaxer. Yeah. Uh, and and he is uh, unable to play in the Australian Open right now. He's he's fighting it right now and. It's just it's it's very odd. I mean, uh, you know, you've got Australia with very strict protocols when it comes to COVID, and and uh, and it, you know, Rafa Nadal was kind of chirping him. He's like, man, we've known for you know a long time that you'd have to be vaccinated. So you know, why yeah. you in the uproar? Yeah, for sure. And and the other thing is too, like I know it's pretty early, and like I think I feel like a lot of the big thing is like everyone's like, well, we got to see what the side effects are. I mean, you don't see people dropping, you know, like no. and I mean, what we've been vaccinated what a year now almost. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I, I understand you'd be a little hesitant at first. Like, I, I really don't think there's anything wrong with the thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he obviously knew it's it's just weird. Like, why not start fighting it earlier than this? Yeah, it, just the so way I look like, at things. And, and this, and honestly, I don't know if this is just, you know, a microcosm of, of where I've grown up and, and, you know, what I believe in. But, you know, if, if, if the biggest health professionals across the world are telling me to do something, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And, uh, and, and I mean, obviously, I know that that's not uniform across, you know, across society, but, you know, it certainly is, um, you know, it's you got 70 percent of the NBA who's already taken their booster shots. I mean, you know, health professionals are telling you that this will increase your chances of fighting COVID and, and surviving COVID. And and, uh, you know, anyway, we're not going well, to. I was just going to say, I think there's a lot of doctors, too, that are out there as well that are like fairly high up in the rankings. Like you see ones go on podcasts and stuff. I'm not going to mention which ones, but the Joe Rogan guy you're referring to. Well, him there's, there's, there's tons, right? Like I've seen that guy. I don't know if I've seen anyone else, but he, he's a bit of a clown. Like he's been, he's been fined and fired. Well, yeah, but I mean like Twitter and every, everywhere won't let anybody keep that stuff on. Right. Any like anti-vax stuff, they just delete it. Okay. So it's kind of hard, but it's impossible to get into. I mean, what are we going to start an anti-COVID? Like we're going to go back and forth about COVID here. I'm not saying I'm anti-vax. I'm just, well, you're back, so you're not. Yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, so that's what I mean. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think it's everyone should be able to. I, I just don't think the mandate's fair. But anyway, let's let's get off this crap. Uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is going to make his return finally. We touched on it a few episodes ago. Uh, really excited to have the second Splash Brother make his return to Golden State. I mean, they're having a great season. Uh, he's definitely going to provide a nice little boost there. I, I'm interested to see how he plays. I mean, it's been a really long time since we've Clay, seen Clay Thompson. Uh, really hasn't been healthy since uh, since that playoff run against Toronto in 2019. So. Yeah. 
Um, you know, obviously we know what he brings to the table. He's an extremely electric shooter of the basketball, and I think that's just going to add such a boost. Uh, Steve Kerr has come out and said that he's going to start in his return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that goes down today, Nate. Golden State yeah. Warriors get Clay Thompson back, so that's going to be super Should be exciting. electric. Crazy it's been that long, eh? Yeah. Since the... Final, but we all, we'll see what's going on. I think I mean, he's come he's back not, for certain like little little stints, but he hasn't found full health since. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It hasn't been like it's, it appears this time he's like back for good. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what's going on with him. Sure. Um, definitely exciting. I mean, it's uh, he's been on the absolute world return tour. I feel like every sports media plug on Instagram anywhere, it's just like Clay's doing this. Clay's walking to the rink, and by rink I mean arena. Yeah. No, I mean not playing a rink. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. I mean, a lot of the Golden State media has been around Steph and Steph breaking the three point record. So I yeah. think uh, I think Clay's gonna come in there. They're gonna they're gonna give him some looks. They're gonna try to get him you know immersed very quickly. And and uh, you know he's a DFS lock for me today. Um, yeah, I mean it'd be tough to fade. Yeah. He's probably going fairly cheap. No. Yeah, I would think, and I think he's gonna be limited minutes, which could be a little worrisome. Like sure. Fifteen to twenty minutes, but. We'll oh, see. he'll be all right, man. If he gets hot early. They're gonna be like, bling, man. Yeah, exactly. If he's feeling good, finding a stroke early. Yeah. Um, Nate, I did want to touch on Dirk Nowitzki, and uh, obviously Dirk hasn't played in the league for a number of years now, but he's going to get a statue in Dallas. Um, so, uh, so that's really exciting for Dallas Mavericks fans. Obviously, he's you know just such an amazing talent. Uh, was was just you know the highlighted player in Dallas for a long time. Won them two championships, I do believe. And uh, and I wanted to say, Nate, you know, if you look around the big four leagues or you know anywhere in sports, you know, who do you think deserves a statue, or who do you think in the next ten years? We'll see statues created of. Well, I mean, first off, Tom Brady, 1,000% is getting a statue in New England. There, there is no doubt about it. I am getting a photo of me on my knees beside that statue. <laughs> I'm getting one on my knees in front of that statue. <laughs> <laughs> Back uh, to the camera, but moving yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's getting one in New England. Man, yeah. they might. It depends how. We'll see how this goes with Tampa Bay, too. Does I Michael mean, like, Jordan have one in Chicago? You'd have to think. He does, right? I think. I mean, I, I mean, that would be ridiculous if he didn't. Well, yeah, yeah, Bobby yeah. Bobby Orr's got one in yeah. Boston. It's electric. Him flying through the air. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan has one because I. Michael Jordan has a statue in Chicago. I would think. 100%. Yeah. I would think. Um, Who I, else has? I, I, I would think that Tiger Woods is going to get a statue. Yeah, but where? Like just straight up out front of the every Augusta? venue. Okay, yeah, every make golf 80. course is mandated to have a statue of Tiger. That would be the most. Imagine <laughs> him just like showing up, like first date, being like, maybe them not knowing a whole lot about golf. It's like yep. you show up to this random course, and it's like, who's that guy? It's like, oh man, that looks like me, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I, I forgot to mention, there's a statue of me at every course on the planet. Eagle Crest. It's got sure. some like styrofoam like <laughs> sculpture. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> half beat off. Someone did it. Was. Um, who oh, else? Man. I I feel like Ovechkin's gonna get one in Washington. Okay, yeah. I, feel I mean, like I, yeah, I don't uh, I don't see why not. I mean, he's gonna end up having you know close to or the most goals in the history of the hockey. Yeah, I mean, if he gets that, you throw out the statue. Another Definitely. one that I think Crosby in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Does Lemieux have one? I don't know. I don't know. I think Crosby's st- done enough. I think Crosby's done enough for a statue. Statues are so electric. I mean, you're captain of three cups. Like you, yeah. you got, you got more than Lemieux and Yager did. So Man, I think you got to go Sid. Um, Another one that I think is uh, for sure is uh, Mitch Marner in Toronto. That's just such a joke. <laughs> I mean, holy! Is there any statues in front of the AC? Uh, it's not the AC anymore. It's Scotia yeah, Hansen. yeah. There's one. Is there? Um, Doug Gilmore? No, God, no. Wendell? I think no, no, no. It's Ty Domi. 
No. Oh, <laughs> no. Darcy Tucker. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it's I think there is one from way back in the day. Maybe Daryl Sittler? Okay. Well, maybe we'll put it on an Instagram poll later on today. Who is yeah. deserving of a statue uh, in professional sports? And, and, and uh, you know, for guys, especially like in tennis and golf and when you're traveling venues all the time, where do you put them? Like, where would you put a statue of Tiger Woods? Like, Augusta? I just don't think Augusta's too strict. Yeah, they're not going to throw up a statue no. of Tiger Woods. No. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe somewhere in, I could see somewhere in Hawaii doing it. Okay, for a Tiger? Yeah. Yeah. Just because I feel course. like they're so, like, they're so low-key. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Nate, we're going to move on to the NHL. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to start things off as, you know, as, as frequent as we do, I need to, uh, formally apologize to all the Pittsburgh Penguins fans that listen to, uh, the podcast, uh, early on in the year, I said that this is the beginning of the end for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I didn't believe in their depth. I didn't believe in, uh, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin being able to, to, you know, bring this team along. I didn't definitely didn't have uh, faith in their, their back end, but Chris Letang's having a tremendous season. Um, and, uh, and I didn't believe in Tristan, uh, Jari, but he's been an incredible, uh, goaltender this season and, and they, you know, they won 10 games in a row. They're right in the mix, uh, should be a playoff team come, uh, come June. And, and, uh, I, I didn't see it coming, Nate. It's looking pretty good for them, isn't it? Yeah, guys like Evan Rodriguez are having just, tremendous years. I was just going to mention, what are the who is the betting man that figured Evan Rodriguez was going to have 15 bingos by January? This is the team that every single year, you know, I, I didn't give them enough credit, but it's got this just these random guys yep. who just end up being sticks. No, always. And it's, it's like, outrageous. where is this guy coming from? Even He dude, shoots the puck 10 times a game. I think back, I know, man, Rodriguez, I don't know how he finds his way to get that many shots. Like, are they paying too much attention to Crosby? Dude, this team hasn't even got Malkin back yet. I know, man. Have not got Malkin back. And if he can play pretty good, the thing is with Malkin, if he comes back and he's hot, such a benefit. But if he comes back and he's bad, it's it's going to hurt that team. Yeah, for you sure. You know, because he's going to take away from somebody's spot like Rodriguez. Well, I mean, Rodriguez probably, you may as well stick him with Crosby for the rest of the year with Gensel. 100%. That line's been incredible. Speaking of another random guy on that team that kind of just like goes off, Brian Rust. Yes, like, always. And Brian come playoff Rust. Time. Playoff time. Playoff performer. Um, and the Penguins have been good, man. And, and yeah, you know, I wanted to, to apologize because, you know, one of my Coulter takes – uh, I think Nate, you kind of agreed with that. You were kind of on board with the Penguins, and that's just that's just kind, kind of, of the, that's the nature of. I the... was full on on board, and I would like to put out right now, they're gonna fall off. Okay, they're gonna fall off the okay. wagon, man. They're just not that deep. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I saw they with traded uh, Sam Lafferty uh, for Alex Nylander, which uh, which is odd. Wrap your head around that one. Uh, I know how you get Alex Nylander for Sam Lafferty. I know. Anyway, but a uh, um, good trade. Yeah, for sure. I mean. I, I really like the combo they got going there. Uh, I love Brian Burke. I really liked him uh, Man, when he was a Sportsnet. If Nylander can wake up there, like yeah. that guy has some serious talent. Like this is a top ten pick. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, and maybe he'll be playing on the wing with uh, with Malkin, Malkin, Rust, and and uh, Nylander. Man, throw him with Crosby. Okay, and throw then him bump Gensel down with Gensel. Malkin. No, put Gensel up there with him. Okay, okay. Gensel, then, uh, okay, Gensel, then, Crosby, Nylander, and Rodriguez, and Rust, and, and Malkin, and Malkin. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? I mean, they've been playing really well, and they definitely surprised me. And and uh, I know one listener of ours, Pete. Pete, we do apologize for for trashing your Pittsburgh Penguins. Team sucks, Pete. Uh, um, Matt Boldy. I wanted to talk about Matt Boldy, former twelfth overall pick, the uh, Minnesota Wild. Traveled into Boston this week. Uh, they had two guys making their, their debut, Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi. I think most of the listeners will know of Marco Rossi. Yeah. I mean, he was a, a top pick. And uh, and Matt Boldy was well, 12th overall pick. 
uh, debuted in Boston. I mean, went to Boston University, or I think Boston College, um, a lot of his friends and family in the crowd, and ends up absolutely nipping, <laughs> um, which, I mean, I don't know if there'd be any better way to start off by scoring in front of family and friends in your first NHL game. I mean, he went in the glass. He didn't know what to do with himself. The entire no. bench is grabbing him, tapping him on the shoulder. Um, but the Minnesota Wild, man, they, 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 when they were playing the Bruins that game, and they were playing tough, mm-hmm. playoff-style hockey. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of grit, and uh, and I think that's a team that we don't give enough love to, Nate. No, we don't. I mean, we've always said they're kind of middle of the pack. Yep. I, I think of them in the West, and then Philly in the East is just those middle-of-the-pack teams that are, like, good, but, like, not that good. Yep. They kind of fall off. Um, I'm not sure Minnesota, like how far they can go, but I mean, yeah, they, that game against Boston, I caught, I think, believe the last bit of it. And they yep. were, uh, I mean, they're laying the body. Yeah. Couple I mean, fights it in was, that game. you got Marcus Foligno buzzing around like a bull in a China shop. I wanted to talk about Marcus Foligno right now. And, and obviously he's a much bigger character than his brother, Nick, but Marcus, man, like, so Trent Frederick, who I, I peg him, he's a young, young kid in the NHL. Did he have two fights that game? Yeah. So yeah, he, okay, I thought he, so. Well, so he hit. Kaprizov sent him out of the game, unfortunately, but it wasn't it wasn't a malicious hit, uh, but but automatically dropped his gloves and I don't know who dropped the gloves. I forget who came into the, the defense of of, uh, of Kaprizov, but the guy got the, the wheels beat off of him. It wasn't a tough guy. I mean, he found out pretty quickly that Trent Frederick could throw, but then Frederick went up against Marcus Foligno, and and man, Foligno's a big guy. Like it, it looked like Frederick had the upper hand, and then all of a sudden. Felino turned it on and, and kind of yeah. gave him a good beating. Well, those Felinos, man, they're just wired. You know yes, what I mean? Like for they're sure. just absolutely like let's go. Yeah, Felino looks like a fire hydrant. Like he's like six four, looks like six three, like yeah. two forty. Like that guy, he'd be a tough guy to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, kind of the under the radar, under the radar tough guy. Um, Nate, I wanted to move into the Tampa Bay Lightning because obviously they've been playing, you know, really well. And no surprise, I mean the Bruins beat the wheels off them last night, but that again, no surprise. Um, but uh, Nikita Kucherov comes in from from extended uh, absence, and you know, similar to to last year in the playoffs, doesn't miss a beat. And yeah. you know, I heard Mike Johnson talking about it, uh, NHL analyst. Uh, for TSN, and he said, like you know, most people, like I think back to my career, and even you know, the old dog who's, who, as well as is, uh, you know, a TSN a hockey analyst. I mean, you know, once you take extended period of times, I mean, we can talk to our experience, you know, taking ex- extended periods in hockey. Oh. It takes a little time to get accustomed to skating and, and handling the puck, and it's just it's like, it's like a new sport sometimes when you take a big break from hockey. Oh, for sure, for sure. Especially when you go back in the game, it's like you can yeah. screw around and practice all you want. For but sure. then when you come into the NHL, and like, and dude, it was the same thing last year when he came back for the playoffs. Yeah, like the dude had like twenty five points last year in the playoffs. He just comes Maybe back more. and he's an absolute buzz bag. And, yeah. it, and it makes you think, is this like this guy actually injured? Is he just like skating under the yeah, radar? Yeah, like, like what's where's he at? Where's he training? Because you yeah. don't hear anything about the training when he's out. You know, he just comes back, he throws two apples on the board, and then just continues to play. And it's like you wonder how long before he's out again. No, for sure. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, you know, you'd have to think that if they're in a good position, I mean, they might just long-term IR him and then bring him back to playoffs. Why not? 10 million over the Which cap. Which is a damn shame because, like, I've got that guy in fantasy who's my first pick yeah. in, in a different league, and yeah. it's like, holy smokes, man, I can't. What am I to do? No, for sure. I mean, yeah. you can't not take him at, like, five or six. No, yeah, yeah, you have to. Right? Just in case he plays. Yeah, if he plays the entire season, he's right in the mix with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Oh, dude, remember that year he had, like, 130 points? Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, anyway. I also wanted to touch on quickly before sure. we get out of hockey. Uh, oh, yeah. Zach the Snack Fucali. Yeah, let's talk about your guy, yeah. Zach the Snack. Zach the Snack. Uh, obviously a first-round pick, right, for, for Montreal? I believe second. I think he went... Second-round pick? Like, early, early Highly second. Highly talented goaltender. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. he played for the Mooseheads, uh, yep. won the Mem Cup with That's McKinnon right. and the boys. Maybe the best team of all time. Probably. Yep. The team was absolutely lights. Um, you know, this guy comes in. He's 26 now. Yep. He gets his first NHL start. This was, like, a, probably a month ago or so. He gets a shutout. Yep. Uh, he comes in last night. He plays kind of in emergency fashion. Vanacek was... 
I believe he might have COVID. You know, I can't keep track. It might be an illness. I know Backstrom's out with a non-COVID-related illness. Okay. So I saw these days to hear. You're damn straight. He's just sick. It would appear everything is COVID these days. Um, But uh, anyway, he comes in and he ends up uh, setting the um, longest shutout streak to start your career. Okay. Which is uh, is that is that right, Stad? Or is that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, that's. Because he, he, he had the full shutout in his debut. And then he got to about five minutes left in the second in the second game before getting scored on. I believe Carl Hagelin jammed it in the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an own goal, too, yeah, which boy, is Carl. unfortunate. But, I mean, are you a little surprised at the length of that? Like, I would have thought that it would be a little bit longer. There's got to be yeah. two guys who started off their goaltending career with two straight shutouts, but I guess it's just, <sighs> that's not the case. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. I mean, you go in, you're nervous as hell, right? Like, Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I guess, yeah, if I would have guessed that, I probably would have huh. said two games. It would yeah. have been if I would have had to guess the record. I would have said two games. For sure. So, but anyway, um, we'll take it. Just uh, before we move into the PGA Tour and eight, uh, Nick Ritchie this week. Uh, <laughs> obviously, some devastating news for that guy personally. Uh, getting waived uh, off from the Toronto Maple Leafs and then not getting claimed by any team. Oh That's, man, that has got to be the biggest ego buster of all time. 100%. Eh? You could be like a big dog. You know what I mean? You yep. get waved. Oh man! Like even well, like, he's a former first round pick. And yeah, we'll think guy, of Matt Murray yeah. too. Yes, Same thing happened to him, sure. right? Yep. And it's like you can say whatever it is with the salary and stuff, but if somebody wants you, they'll make it work. Oh, exactly. They'll make it work. Um, but, I mean, they need him to play a, a lot better, especially, you know, with their cap situation, paying <coughs> $2.5 million, I mean, per season, I mean, with another year. So, yeah, they need Nick Ritchie to, to really be able to perform. I mean, I mean, the Bruins made the best out of Nick. I mean, he can play, and, and there's a certain brand of hockey. I mean, he's a slow skater. Yeah, uh, but he's slow good, skater. Yeah, he's good in front of the net. He can be physical, and you need to fight. Like, that's just what he brings to the game. So um, we'll see if that he can, uh, you know, find his, his brand of hockey and bring it to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But that was definitely a, that's definitely a shot to the gonads uh, oh, getting waved. I was kind of surprised he didn't get claimed, honestly. Yeah. I thought Edmonton would take a flyer on him. Yep. Um, I thought there was a few teams that could use that. I mean, his salary. What's his salary? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Eh, that is a little high. You could Especially get right now with everyone against the yeah, cap. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could you could go get someone who's just as effective for seven hundred k. No, exactly. I mean, think about Spezza. Spezza's making seven hundred k, and you got Nick Ritchie making two point five. It's tough. Like it's tough, man. It's tough. That's an absolute shot. All right, Nate. Well, we're gonna move into the PGA. Yeah. Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. I've been watching it. It's such a beautiful golf course, uh, and it's been exciting. I mean, these guys. It's like it's like a reward. Uh, you win a tournament uh, the year prior. You get to go start off your new season. Uh, this beautiful course in Hawaii. It's a birdie fest. I mean, uh, oh my god, a birdie uh, fest. It, what are they, dude? Cam Smith is like twenty six, twenty nineteen thousand under. Him and how's that for him a number, and Rom are, Him and Rom are tied right now. But I mean, oh, did Rom catch him? Yeah, man, Rom, dude. <laughs> Dude, the, He's I the think, best player in the world right now. Dude, I, I, was just gonna, I think we're going to see some absolute ridiculous stuff from Rom this season. Man, it, ridiculous. Dude, that guy is such a good player, um, and uh, you can never count him out. I mean, I, I'm a little rattled that I didn't put a little, bit, a little bit of cash on him. I think he was did, not. Richard didn't pick him, did he? No, no. Okay, no. so nobody nobody touched him. No, right, um, but how's uh, Sungjae? He falling off? I haven't looked at he's the, in uh, the mix. I think he's like tied for sixth right now. Okay, uh, but they're like they're like fourteen shots back. Like these these two guys are going toe to toe at twenty six under. Yeah, well, that's also the most classic spot of all time for Sungjae to be. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, just floating that six, floating. He's not getting it. Are they twenty six guys? They are twenty six under through three rounds. Like that is outrageous. Oh man. Um, yeah, Rom twenty six. Man, Rom twelve under yesterday. Yeah, twelve. I mean, by the time this is, dude, I was watching his. We're round, saying twenty six right now. Someone's gonna be listening to this tomorrow morning and be like, "Well, they finished thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. So we'll see. I don't know if anybody like they've. It's kind of gonna be head to head. I mean, I don't know if anybody can catch them. 
It's going to be tough for sure. I mean, Sungjae had a crazy day too. I mean, he's eight under yesterday and he's twenty. He's twenty under right now. Yeah, yeah. And he's six, he's six strokes back at twenty under. Yeah, it's going to take another like sixty. It's a par seventy three, which is odd. Yeah, that um, is really weird. Yeah, but uh, but it's been such a tremendous tournament. I love that tournament. Next week, obviously, too. I wanted to note that our fantasy pool starts the one and done yes. at the Sony Open. So make sure if you haven't reached out about. The, the PGA Tour uh, one and done pool. Make sure you message us on Instagram. Give us a text if you have our numbers, uh, ladies. And, uh, and, <laughs> and ladies only. And uh, no, and make sure that uh, that you're getting into the pool. It's free to enter. Uh, we're going to do a full merch giveaway uh, for the winner. And, and who knows, you know, come that time, we might do a meetup around the country, uh, maybe a golf round. We, we, we don't know what the prize is going to be, uh, but it's certainly going to be a full merch pack. And it's free to enter. It's it's a great way to, to keep up to date with the PGA Tour. So we're excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be so fun, man. I'm looking. I. Said the same thing last episode, but I'm so fired up for it. And how many people we get in there now? I think there's uh, just over 30, like 33 okay. entries right that's, now. That's a great number. Yeah, for but sure. So wouldn't hate getting it to 50, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think 50 is going to be the sweet spot. Um, so the one and done pool is uh, is up and running, and it'll be it'll start next Thursday. So make sure you're reaching out. It's free to enter. Uh, Nate. Yeah. We are moving into maybe one of our beloved segments, the Would You Rather segment, and you know we kind of been off and on. We haven't been on our game uh, as much. What, for the would you rather? Yeah, but I, I brought the heat this week. I got some heat for you too. Okay. I got some real stuff you could get charged for with the wrong answer here. Okay. So, let's okay. Get into it. Um, all right, Nate. I'm gonna start things off here, okay? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right, Nate. So it just kind of been circulating in the news this week was uh, a girl off uh, a woman off a TV show called The 90 Day Fiance. She had been selling her farts. Yeah. Uh, she'd be videoing herself farting into jars and selling the jars. She was making like a hundred K a week off selling jars of farts. Uh, so my would you rather is would you rather receive a daily shipment of these farts and take a whiff of them every single day for 90 days or wear Joey Chestnut's used boxers for one straight year? <laughs> I'm I'm lost for words. Yes. Did you say wear them? Yes. You're like, wearing Joey Chestnut's dirty boxers for a straight year. Oh, I got to wear the same pair for a year? Uh, well, you're rotating them in. Oh. I'll probably go with the boxers. Oh, gosh. How many days? Sorry for the 90 for the straight days of taking a whip. I'll just, I, I'd throw up every day, but I'll take the farts. I can't, I can't do a year of dirty, sure. grimy underwear, but I can't do farts either, man. I, oh. Greg was telling me this about the other day. And I was puking in the vehicle. Like, I was literally so close to throwing up. It's a I, I can't think. It's a just, fascinating thing. Well, there's something about the clear jar yeah, of, yeah, yeah. with a fart in it. It makes me feel so disgusted. Yeah, that might be actually a nice uh, addition to the backdrop here is a jar. We could just tell somebody it's a. It's like yeah, that's uh, that's lit. Yeah, no, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but I was like, uh, I probably don't want that on the record. No, no record it. Moving on. Uh, okay, Greg, your first one. Go down a massive water slide naked and land amongst children. Oh, or, or fall down a set of steps and snap both Achilles tendons. So you're oh. looking at nine months recovery plus. Or you land amongst children naked and everyone's like, "What is this grown man doing with my child naked?" I'm going with the Achilles. Oh, I'm going with the. Achilles. I mean, you can't. You yeah, can't, you can, man. You can't you go can, to the I've pool. done it. No, I'm just <laughs> you can't no. do it. Uh, no, you can't. But you could fly in there and then and just, just cup get it out. It cup there, get there. I'll be like, sorry, dude, I yeah. lost them on yeah, the all, You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's all. You I'm can switching do. my answer. Like, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? I lost like, my trunks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. doing the Achilles thing, snapping your Achilles, and then being like, well, what? What was the other option? Well, I had to go down the water slide. It's like, why didn't you just say you lost your shorts? You'd be sitting there with like both legs. Be like, Jesus. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right, oh. Nate. Uh, you know, you're working for a prominent company, a Fortune 500 company, and you're on a Zoom meeting, company-wide Zoom meeting. 
um, and, and you don't think the Zoom meeting starts for another half an hour and, and you're pleasuring yourself and the entire company sees you pleasuring yourself on a Zoom call or uh, you walk into a family member uh, being the focal point of a gangbang and you've got to watch for five minutes. Would you rather be caught on Zoom or walk into a gangbang with a family member? Uh, I would do the cod on Zoom. Okay. Because one, I'm not watching a family member in the gangbang. Yeah. Like, no. I think we can get that out of the way pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Two, I'm pretty good at dealing with embarrassment. Okay. There's there's also no shot I would ever sit down in a chair and masturbate. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is why when I put myself through such discomfort. Um, but other than that, I mean, like. It's tough scene for sure. I, I think is. you're probably going to have to leave the company. I don't know. I think I, think I could. It, it would be an ongoing joke. I mean, someone's teasing me. Like, I, it, I don't know. It doesn't really bug me that much. So it's like, it could be kind of funny. It's like, hey, there's Master Beto. It's like, how we doing, boys? Like, yeah. What'd you think of that thing? You got that thing <laughs> screenshotted or whatever, yeah, did yeah. not catch the screen. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, I'd probably go with that. It would be tough. I may have to leave the company. It depends yeah. on how bad the abuse was. Yes. All right, Greg, go without shampoo for the rest of your life or go without toothpaste for the rest of your life? You dirtbag. <laughs> go without shampoo. What a dirtbag play. Dude, I, I barely have hair. Damn it. <laughs> so, did so you? What, what? I just wanted to touch on something too. Uh, as long as you're good with talking about this, but the guy in the TikTok that we, yeah. that we banned last night. Yeah, yeah. Did you see um did you see his inbox? No. <laughs> Dude, cuz so like remember he was getting he started. So, long story short, this guy is coming in. Greg didn't wear a hat on one of the TikToks. Yeah. He was there's this kid just kept Saying over and over again, like bald or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, we're like, okay, kid, like we're we're muting you, or yeah. getting rid of you or whatever. And uh, anyway, he came in uh, to the Instagram and was like, "You got to unblock me." He's like, "You're not bald." He's like, "You have lots of hair." That's what he said. It's like, well, yeah, it's the damage is done, guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Nate. Would you rather shirt during a job interview? Yep. Or shirt during sexual intercourse every time you did the two of them? I'll go with a job interview. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like sharts into underwear, right? Oh yeah, but not wearing underwear. The, while the noise sex. of it and the, and the stench. It's not the a good stench th- is bad. <laughs> Some of the worst stench, man. Um, I'll go with a job interview. Be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens every time I have a job interview. <laughs> yeah, it's tough scene. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if there's a correct answer with that. Yeah. Well, I can't, like, dude. Sex though, like, tough time. I yeah. mean, you're also, I mean. Probably not going to have a whole lot of sex if you can't find work. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather be the ugliest person on the planet or smell the worst on the planet? Um, I'll go with the ugliest. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the ugliest. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'd have to think that you get some respect from some people. And obviously, they'd get around the fact that you just were just the ugliest creature and i mean yeah you're almost unapproachable if you're the stinkiest human being on the planet for sure but you i can't even be in the same room for sure someone. but i just think of like the ugliest person i'm thinking like just john merrick i don't know who that is like uh i mean yeah i mean i, I don't know <laughs> yeah i guess you know you know we're not the most what visually gifted human beings on the planet but i mean there's some ugly people out there and yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you just have to wear that. I mean, dude, a stench is the most unattracting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we might have to pull that up. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I just, you know, bad, you know, B.O. and, and stench is. I'd rather be ugly than, than stinky, I think. Yeah. Hell, I think I might be both as it is. Both what? Both ugly and stinky. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. I, I, yeah, so. I mean, I. 
greasy bastard. I mean, if I only got a <laughs> absolute um, coward, I mean, if I got to pick one, then probably go with ugly rather than stinky. Yeah, I think you got to. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Um, that'll wrap up episode six of season two. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We do appreciate. Uh, we do appreciate you guys tuning in thank and, you very and much. listening. And, uh, and, yeah, go follow us on all of our social platforms. Our YouTube channel is going to take a nice boost this week. Uh, you know, we'll be live on TikTok, as always, throughout the week. And, uh, and listen, can't thank you guys enough. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Let's go.